Hi guys and girls, welcome to episode two of the Ready Up podcast. I am Nell, I'll be this week's host. Joining me again is young Bobby, and we have a very special new guest to the podcast, Kieran. So guys, how's things with you? Good mate, um, played some games this week, beat some games, and there's a lot of gaming news to talk about. Uh, yep, we'll get into that. So for anyone who's just listening, basically the Ready Up podcast is a weekly gaming podcast where we'll discuss everything in the world of gaming. Typically what we'll do is we'll have a start where we discuss what we've been playing each week, followed by some weekly news. Um, and this week we actually have some rumors in the rumor mill and then follow it up, hopefully in the end, some listener questions in the future. So we'll give you all those details in the end where to submit the questions. But for now, what we're going to do is just have a little uh, introduction into young Kieran. He's going to tell us a bit more about his favorite games. But first and foremost, Kieran, how are you? I am not so bad, mate. It's been a, a good week for me starting a new year. And I'll talk a wee bit more about it as, a, as I go through here. But it's been decent enough. Perfect. So last week, Kieran, what we've done is obviously you heard, maybe heard the podcast. Me and Bobby basically went through a bit more about our gaming history, our favorite games, top three favorite games and our, our favorite consoles. So will you will keep it short and sweet. We don't want a 50 hour podcast. So anyway, Kieran, pick your favorite console. Favourite console. Thought about this actually after last week's podcast. Uh, for me, it's a GameCube. Okay, so um, GameCube's your favourite console. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, for the reason for it, like it just, it's the one that I probably remember before everything went online and everything sort of started off. Um, and, and then it sort of tailors into some of the favourite games and stuff as well. Okay. Um, that I have. So. Well, how'd you get your GameCube? Christmas present? Tell it was story. actually. Oh. Uh, so we purple GameCube. Um, obviously, you, you sort of get to that time of, of when you're asking for your, your presence and stuff like that. And yeah, that's purple GameCube. Love the, the way the discs were miniature size and everything else. So Frisbee, that's, that's where the GameCube came from. That's it. So tell me this. Well, you got it for a Christmas present. What was your games you got with it at Christmas? So the games I would have got with it at Christmas, obviously the Super Mario Sunshine had to be a given when you're, when you're getting the GameCube when it first came out. Um, and F-Zero GX. Uh, what year are we talking? I think it would have been the year it would have actually came out itself. Now, don't quote me on an exact year, um, but it, it would have been the year it came out because it was one of those upgrading, definitely had to have it. All of my mates were getting it, so. I'm going to say 20, or 2022, 2002. Let's have a look. Am I right? Survey it says I am. 2001. Uh, UK release date there, sir. Can you please clarify? You did not. You didn't specify. Right, okay. we're talking... UK specify UK. Yeah, November 18th in the US, May 3rd, 2002. 3rd of May. There you are. But yes, he is right. So, I didn't specify. So I love yeah. the GameCube. I actually completely forgot so, about that. What the GameCube? Yeah. I actually really like the GameCube. I played a lot on it. I didn't play Mario Sunshine or anything, but there's a couple of games. Second sight and all that's not it's one that not many people play. Mm-hmm. Um that's probably one of my favorites on it. Loved it. I'm sure a lot of people uh, have a affinity with it now myself included going back and playing it in the dolphin emulator they're great games to emulate so metroid prime fantastic and then you have tons to basically go through everything on ps2 and stuff that you get emulate in the dolphin it's a much better way of playing it so you said there kieran you have a few favorite games that are on gamecube that are also your favorite games i'm guessing or do they tie in nicely uh i saw it, it would tie in nicely um so obviously the sort of talking about the three favorite games we'll start with gamecube F-Zero GX, for me, was probably one of the best racing games I've ever played. Just the reason for the sort of speed and, and everything else that was going for that. Um, even with that, it was more the the unlocks, the way games used to be. You had to sit and do a certain mm-hmm. thing, certain time trials, and it just kept me occupied for hours. It's not like the games where you sort of pay to complete nowadays. Um, I prefer the so, I prefer pen, so I don't, 
I'm joking. So wait, I was going to actually say <laughs> top three favorite games. So I'm guessing zero or fucking whatever zero GX isn't the top three favorite game of all time, or is that top uh, console here? I, I I'm going I'm going my favorite game. No, I'm not saying what is the uh, best game of all time. I'm no, talking my favorite three, games. Top three favorite games of all time. Favorite games. Perfect. F Zero GX is definitely in there. Then if you're talking my favorite games, not top rated game, not okay. everyone will probably agree with me. Uh, second one, I think this is a wee curveball for everyone, and I'll, I'll explain why. The Simpsons Hit and Run. Okay. And he's ever played it. Good game. Of course I have. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first game that I 100% completed. Every B killed, every card collected, every unlock done. Probably the first game that a rage quit to. Flipping tables. Mm. Um, so after it, you beat it, that, it, was that like your the end of you I was, games? Yeah, I was about to say uh, that's, that's, that's the last game you completely done. <laughs> the last game you completed. That's, that's the reason why I don't play them no more. That's sort of play five minutes, start to get the rage, and then turn them off. Yeah. Um, but that, and then obviously you you'll know by my background and obviously speaking to me what my number one favorite game is. Final Fantasy VII, the original. Okay. Without a doubt. Can I ask you a question? Um, yep. Did you have a bowl cut back in high school? <laughs> yeah. I did not, mate. I had a receipt in hairline since I was about 12, mate. Did you? Aye, me too. <laughs> Paul was actually identified as a bald man. Yeah. <laughs> Should be the fucking Baldy Beard podcast, if anyone's who's listened to this, by the way. So, lay up, Final Fantasy seven. Look, to be fair, me and you obviously are kind of on the same point there. I love it. But yourself, when did you first play Final Fantasy seven, Kieran? So, it was actually... My brother had a PlayStation back when it originally came out, and it used to have a demo Ridge Racer on it with this version of Final Fantasy VII. Um, so that's when I started playing Final Fantasy VII. I had no idea what it was doing. It was about nine mm-hmm. at the time, maybe. I would be about nine or ten. It would have just came out. Um, had no idea what it was doing, but it sort of just drew me in. A couple of years later, I had my own PlayStation, went back and played it. Absolutely bought in, hundreds of hours, done. The only thing that I've never been able to do is beat a certain super boss at the end oh. that lives in a desert. Have not been able to do it, even till this day. I'm surprised you got out of Midgar with your completion rate in games, Karen, to be fair, yeah? <laughs> the first nine hours of the game. There we go. That's why, that's why I've been brought on, for God's sake, just to take a rip that I've never completed a game in my life. Yeah, so anyone listening, Karen literally does not finish any games. Last year, tell them um, last year what was your completion rate on Xbox on the year in review. <laughs> So it was a nice, you've played 59 games and completed a big duck egg yeah. of zero. Not to brag, but I beat more <laughs> games than you in the first day of 2023 than you did all in 2022. <laughs> Not to brag, but I'm kind of flexing here. So yeah, there's Kieran's Sorry. top three favorite games. Um, Fantasy Seven seems to be a clear outspoken liar here all the time. Bobby, maybe you should try and play the original turn-based and you can speed it up and cheat if you want, but I don't really suggest doing so on a first playthrough. You know what? If there's a popular request, maybe uh, that's something that he can stream as well. So what we're going to do in the next is just get into what we've been playing. So I'm going to actually start with Bobby. Kieran, you can have a little think and see what you come up with. Bobby, in the meantime, talk to me. What you playing, bro? Right, so we got touched on this a wee bit last week. Um, I was playing, or started, um, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Mm-hmm. So I've beat it. Mm-hmm. Beat it, and I have some thoughts. Um, it is unbelievable. Unbelievable. The gameplay is a lot better than what I thought it would be. Um, mm-hmm. Relating back to kind of Last of Us gameplay. Um, a lot more fluid. The gunplay is still not great, but it's a lot better. Um, play it on easy. So 
because why not? Um, that's true, yeah. See, with Uncharted games, Kieran, if you ever try an Uncharted game, if anyone's listening to this, I know there's going to be people sitting saying, oh, play it in the hardest one possible. Stick it on easy, blast through, because the gunplay is just arena to arena. If you have too much of a backlog, stick it on easy, and just have a blast, because it'll just flow nicely instead of getting stuck and frustrated. So yeah, that's what I would do Uncharted, to be fair. Continue. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're right. Um, story was really good. Really enjoyed it. Uh, it was quite tight, compact, which I like. I love them kind of shorter games, you know, like mm-hmm. Miles Morales style. So I knew I would enjoy that. Um, yeah, can I ask a wee question? It's going to put you, this yeah. is going to throw a curveball at you. Ball, ball at you, sorry. What do you like about this story? What do I like about it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I fucking don't know. I love asking this question because the <laughs> hardest thing, anyone, really listening, hard ones. anyone who's listening, if you think about podcasting and someone says, oh, I like a game. See, once you have to explain why you like the game, then you have no idea. So in terms of the characters, I like obviously... The, I, like the, I like the dynamic between um, Nadine and Chloe. Yeah, Chloe's a great character. Like, I like the kind of the back and forth and then the twists and turns. Obviously, don't want to spoil it because well, Kieran hasn't played it, but I like that there. And I know don't I finish it anyway, she... mate. If it's an end spoiler, don't worry. <laughs> um, I think the Dean, the Dean was in Uncharted 4, am I right? In saying yeah, that? I don't that, know yeah. anything about her, but I know she's in it. Um, and then obviously there's a third character brought into it towards the last kind of quarter. Um, uh-huh. To know off, I don't know who he is exactly because I haven't played any of the other ones. Oh, yeah. But then there was there was a whole kind of shake up between the dynamic between the three of them. Um, what I would say, see with Uncharted, like the stories, stories are somewhat they're all right. It's actually made by uh, the for well, the first three were written by Amy Henning. She done uh, Soul Reaver, so she's kind of like well recognized. But the stories are very much just pulp fictions, you know, like Indiana Jones for a ways. It's more the characters, mate. So the fact that you liked Chloe and Nadine is a testament. That's just fucking naughty dog. Mm-hmm. Every game with their characters, mate, it's phenomenal. So no, I'm glad. I really am glad you liked it because obviously you've gotten Charter Four there, and I know you're going to do one, two, and three, mate. And one's okay, but two and three are phenomenal. So I'm kind of envious in that way. I wish I had fucking tons to play. I'll get into really enjoyed it. Soon. Honestly, really, really did enjoy it. I'm going to play. I'm playing something else at the minute, which I'll get into in a wee second, just as a kind of palate cleanser before probably do four. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully before the end of the month, before Dead Space comes out, because I'm looking forward to getting into that. Yeah, making me bad. So me and, me and Bobby started game sharing, by the way, so he's got a fucking... He's been downloading my games flat out. Let's keep popping my phone. Well, I have more games than you. I have a library over 400. You have a library of 200 and something. So uh, It's free monthly games, mate. They take up an awful lot for you, don't they? I buy a lot of games. The thing is, we've bought a lot of the same games, though. I know. We should have really been doing this from a long time ago. I know. We saved a fortune. But then if you ever ditch me, mate, mm-hmm. I'm fucked. That would be the problem. So you, right, we'll put the next game they put on hold just to kind of go around. So, Kieran. Next up, yourself, what have you been playing? Uh, for me, I, just to tie up the stories, Final Fantasy VII uh, Crisis Core Reunion. Um, game that I never played. I wasn't a biggest PlayStation fan. It was Xbox for me, growing up after the GameCubes and stuff like that. Um, believe it or not, I'm about 75% of the way through it. So mm-hmm. we're, we're nearly at the end. We're nearly there. Um, but for me, it, it's just tying up some of the stories off the back end of Final Fantasy VII's own story I suppose just to fill in those wee gaps that I've, I've probably never learned of or, or know of so in terms of the story so far Camera Crisis Core because I've been playing it as well obviously and I've stopped for a bit to be fair I'm going to go back to it um, probably after I finish what I've been playing what's your thoughts on the story compared to 7 so far there's from from where I'm coming into and again don't want to sort of get into spoiler especially if if Bobby goes back to play the OG and stuff like that I'm just at the point now where the, the story's now tying into where the end of, of 7 came to be as such. Yep. 
um, where you go back and see a sort of certain cutscene in a certain area and stuff like that. And, We're spoilers, but you're doing all um, right. But it's it's that sort of thing where it it opens that that's that's where it's all tan in. Mm-hmm. Didn't the first part was was hard to follow. Uh, I'll be honest, the f- sort of first half of of mm-hmm. the story was hard to follow. Um, and then obviously once I started to get the links with with FFF or FF seven, should I say? Um, that's where it all sort of started coming together, and it was like, yeah, I'll I'll just buy into this, and then hopefully everything else ties in from that. Then coming into the new ones and stuff. And what about the combat in regards to playing Final Fantasy VII Remake and then coming onto that? Did you find the changeover easy enough? I did. The changeover was easy enough. That's, for for me, I think the system that it uses, that the MV system is actually a nice touch, um, mm-hmm. especially now that it's 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 automated because, as I, as I say there, it's because it's not automated in the original, it has that sort of negative where I've never played the original Crisis Core. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that that negative approach. Um, so for me, it's been enjoyable. The fact that it's automated does what it needs to do. I actually enjoy that. And it has the sort of Kingdom Hearts feel to it as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. A lot of Kingdom Hearts feel. Um, and again, another game that I've enjoyed. So it, it sort of ties everything together with obviously the story that goes with it sort of puts everything together for me. So I'm enjoying it a lot. So you're enjoying it, but I'm finding a bit of a grind. I don't, I, do you ever, I It's hard to kind of put into words, but you're playing a game and you're just not having fun. And to be fair, I get a lot of this with a lot of games, but it's the stories. I'm just, I'm just finding it very difficult. Even with the guy, Sack, his voice, they've changed the voice actor on Sack compared to what it was in the PSP. And he's just extremely fucking whiny. Now, I never played much of it on PSP. It got to maybe the third mission, but it doesn't to me. Like, yes, it looks a lot better, but it's just, it does not hold up as much as I would probably like it to. Now, I haven't finished it, so I would reserve kind of any thoughts until I complete it. And then kind of go through it properly, but glad you're enjoying it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give it a beat because I did spend fifty pounds on the fucking thing, which, in my opinion, is way too dear for what it is. Even though it does look better, but you know, if you think fifty pounds was a full price game three years ago for a brand new developed game, whereas what they've done here is they made it look a bit better. They've touched up a few things and obviously updated some voice, but they didn't have to go and plan much out in terms of brand new story or anything. So, yeah, have you anything else to add on it? Um, no, I, again, we'll see where it ends, and I, I suppose I'll give a wee update on, on that. Um, I have a few more games sitting in the wings to, to take over, if I get this done by, obviously, next few days. So. Okay, I'll tease it. What's next for you, then, after this? Um, so, for me, I've bought Hell Let Loose, just to open a wee shooter game. Um, it's a sort of, mm-hmm. if you want to call it, a mass multiplayer shooting game. Like, I'm going to say it's like Battlefield, from what I've been been looking at that sort of bigger approach but it's more strategic and then obviously we've got devil may cry just off your own recommendation to go and finish we've mm-hmm. talked about it and dragon's dogma which is another one you've recommended so i have a few games in the wings there right, but you have a few games is going to be next a mass I, multiplayer shooter them, by like, the way never heard that a mass multiplayer shooter fucking some religious yeah. shootouts it sounds like doesn't it uh, uh, that's it exactly that's it <laughs> so uh, before i even get into mine because i'm mine's kind of Two and one almost, but obviously, Bobby, you've been playing it, and I know what you've been playing anyway, so I'll not spoil it. But have you had your palate cleansed yet? Uh, yeah. So, um, started Sifu last night. Um, Initial thoughts? I'm going to really like this game. Um, it's got that nice art style to it. It's like kind of, it's not top end graphics, mm-hmm. but the it's the art style that's um really standing out to me. The kind of Japanese and stuff. Um, the gameplay is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's um fighting and all. It's really really good. It's gonna take a while to learn. That's it. The 
the parry system is very difficult to get right. Mm-hmm. Um, the dozen stuff like that there, and then obviously the each person kind of has their own move set, so it's kind of like any other roguelite that I've played. Um, maybe learning their patterns and their movements and stuff, I'll get better. I'll know I'm going to get better at it. Repetition, um, that's it, mate. Now I told you yeah. by the way, Ice, like you, Bobby played Elden Ring, and Bobby cheated on Elden Ring by using spells, which is cheat mode. Cheat. It's baby mode. Now I know you play yeah. games on easy. We know that. But it is easy mode, right? Yes, agree. Sekiro is pretty much Sifu in terms of the style because you only you block and you can dodge, so you have no defense or anything. But the same type of thing. I actually think you would really like Sekiro. The reason being is, do you ever see the way? And I, I haven't played Sifu since launch. You can open a shortcut, and I believe the second mission, the first mission, yeah, you open the shortcut. I, th- I, th- I think there's a lot of them have shortcuts. I've listened to a they bit do. about it. Um. But in taking that shortcut, you're maybe missing out on being able to upgrade a wee bit more. Yeah. It's kind of like risk-reward kind of thing. So it is very much like uh, Sekiro in that way, but say, for example, you're on the, the second boss in the nightclub, I remember. That's where I got to. It was very difficult. I could beat him if I kept going to it, but other games came out. See, if that was Sekiro, it would be like a shorter distance to travel, so you can then just get over that quickly, whereas the whole level you have to get over and then you're back. So I'd actually say it's probably harder from what I played than Sakura, so I think you would like Sakura. It's probably what you should go on to. Maybe not next, because you're probably going to jump to Uncharted or something, but I honestly think you would like that type of game. So I vote for you to play Sakura, and I'm sure Kieran's with me. Kieran's not with me. Kieran doesn't know. Myself. He hasn't even, no. well. Me and I've only came to PlayStation, what, a month ago? Yeah. Two months ago? Fantastic game, but uh, I may play at Sifu again. Now, I felt the urge, because it's just, it's John Wick the game, isn't it, like? With it guns. It's class. There's a scene, and I don't want to spoil it, but it's at the start, and it involves a hallway. I've seen it. Well, played it. You've played it. Do you know what that's class. from? Yeah, um, a Is movie. What's it called? Don't tell me. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Weird it's movie. The one. You bet you've seen the remake, um, you filth. Did I? If you don't want to hear the spoiler, skip over 20 seconds. It's old boy. Yes, that's it. And yeah. then um, it ends up your man. The, the main character in it with, with the girl ends, ends up hitting his daughter or something like that. Yeah, he sleeps with his daughter. Yeah. Japanese wow. one, I think it is, or South Korean. It's one of That's where the hallway scene is obviously inspired from. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that fast. was pretty cool. Yeah, anything else to add to it? Uh, no, man. I'm going to wag away at it here. Hopefully, get a wee bit more to on tomorrow. Um, I just got to beat the first boss last night. Um, Tagging the tent. Throw that in there. Second attempt, uh, pretty decent actually. Attempt. That's the wee boy jumps out of the bamboo sticks, isn't it? Yeah, died once. Yeah, it's fine. And I'm it's just I'm playing on normal. Playing on normal. I um, fucking hope you're playing on normal. Is that the I normal? Am, that was the launch mode, was it? Yeah. So yeah. There, you've got normal. You've got like a an easier one, then you got a harder one. So I'm playing on normal to try it out, and if it does get too hard, I will lower it down because I'm I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, I think you should keep it on normal. I think if you easy it out, mate, it's not. I'm going to at least beat the second boss on normal just to say that I don't need him. I'll just go back and beat him. <laughs> See? Yeah. No, so um, with that anyway, maybe even that, that first boss, I think it took me a, wee, a few goes, but it was just cool. It's very reminiscent of uh, Kill Bill, isn't it? The way it at the start and all, it shows you all the enemies and you're like, okay, I have to go through this person and this person to get yeah. the big bad. I was really well done. It was really, really well done. done. No, also, so just, it, it uses the, the dual sounds quite good. I can't even remember. Yeah, there's haptics and all when the rain, you can feel the rain through the controller and stuff like that there and I enjoyed it. It's good. And what, what's next for you then? Me? Are you going to set it in stone what you're playing next? 
I'm gonna beat that, and then I don't know. It depends how like, what where where are we? We're eighth of January, so I can maybe beat this, and then maybe get something else beat before Dead Space comes out. Okay, what is bit Dead Space? Is the middle of this month, isn't it? Twenty seven. Twenty. Oh, it's later in the month. Okay. Well, I'm just waiting on that. I'll obviously told you Bobby I'll buy it, but just depending on the reviews. But I might still. I'm not. Well, it's seventy pounds. Like that's quite steep to buy a game. Is that's that how much it is? Oh, that's right, because EA put it up at seventy, didn't they? Bricks. Their prices. So no, with myself, look to be fair, I'm still. Still playing away. So I finished Devil May Cry 3. Um, did any of you ever play Devil May Cry 3 by any chance? Well, more you, no, Karen. No. No, you only got the Devil May Cry 1 Mission 2. First chapter. Where you quit. <laughs> yeah, so finished number one. Number one, like I said last week, very off its time. And it's funny, Mitzi, once going from number one and jumping straight to three, the quality of game is just massive. Now, you're probably wondering why did I skip two? I had all intentions of playing two. Read online and everyone... And I mean, if only once you start kind of watching videos about Devil May Cry and reading stuff, everyone just says, skip two, skip two. So what happened with two is two was in development before the first released. The people who made the second game were all from the arcade division. So they weren't really working on kind of like video game console releases. So it was very much not similar enough to the first game. It was a lot easier, but it's just a lot more open areas. The story doesn't tie in with any other games and the gameplay is supposed to be quite dated. Like some of the enemies is an infested helicopter. You know what I mean? So it's kind of just silly and people are just saying it's no, not a good game. There's literally no benefit to playing it. Play everything else. So I skipped two and went straight to three. Holy fuck, see the jump in gameplay. Like one's very much a Resident Evil style game and then you jump to three and the combat is fucking lethal. Now, this is kind of where my eyes are opening up now and this is really only where I'm at now playing. I was playing the game mainly for just to get through the game and just kind of continue on. If you play this type of game, it's a similar Bayonetta. Have any played Bayonetta? No. No. I bought that one as well, but there's a style bit. So, you you know, if you combo certain art combos together, you know, you get a B and it says brilliant or whatever, and it goes up to like triple S. So people run the game. They'll beat the game, which is very quick. You know, 12 hours for Devil May Cry 3. I think it was five for Devil May Cry 1. The whole point of the game is replayability. You beat the game, but then you go back and you play it on a hard difficulty or try and get better rankings. So that's kind of where it came to me, where I'm starting to get an idea for moves and there's a through line from moves from the first game to the third game, the future games. And just, it's actually phenomenal. If anyone likes kind of even fighting games, just with the combos and the way you can actually link up your moves and getting better, it is a great game. It's just great fun, to be fair with you. So the story-wise, it's actually a prequel to number one. So that's quite good in the terms that you can jump in at three and three ties in directly with four and five and one in general. So two doesn't. But essentially what you're doing is his brother, Virgil, has resurrected a huge tower. Or res don't know if resurrection is the right kind of term, but he's raised up a huge tower and he's trying to link the demonic world to Earth. And what happens is you are to climb the tower, to fight your brother, and then just go up the layers of that. And it's just the whole tower as a character itself, the whole landscape of the game is absolutely fucking incredible. So anyone who hasn't played Devil May Cry series at all, and even thinks that maybe 5 looks interesting, I would definitely suggest go give Devil May Cry 1 a blast. Very quick game if you're good games. It'll probably kick, take care in a few weeks. Um, play that, <laughs> jump in the Devil May Cry 3, and you will be sold. So, Devil May Cry 3, fantastic. Finished it. I think as a game, it's a game that we don't make anymore. Well, I'm, well actually, we, we may make, so we'll get into that maybe in Devil May Cry 5, because 4 of what I've been playing as well, I've moved in. I'm actually 50% through Devil May Cry 4 now. That game carries on 
a lot similar to Devil May Cry 3, which is surprising because it's a 360 game and you would have thought like a massive kind of difference from the earlier games. So this came out in 2008. Now, I believe you, Bobby, you had tried Devil May Cry 4. That was the one you had tried. I beat it. What do you remember about it? Fuck all. Apart from the gameplay being, I really enjoyed the gameplay. That's pretty much all I can remember about it. So what I want to know is, I'm thinking, have you beat Devil May Cry 4, or did you beat Devil May Cry, the reboot that came out in 2012? I'm near sure it was 4. I think I checked the trophies, and it was 4. Right. What's the one that has the younger guy in it? Blackheart guy? Aye. The Blackheart is a reboot. Nero is actually the main character of 4. I'm not spoil anything. Right, okay. okay, so Dante's the main character in 1 and 3. He's also in 4, but Nero's the main character of 4. So what's interesting is this came out in the early stage of 2008, and I was playing it, and I was like, you know, this feels like a Capcom game of the PlayStation 2 generation, but it has that early Xbox 360 look where things started going HD, and you always notice it because you look at the character's eyes, and they look quite good, but it still doesn't look amazing. But this was the decline of Capcom. So a few months later, what would actually come out is Street Fighter 4. And then the next year would have been when Resident Evil 5 started coming out. So it's kind of the, the poor years of Capcom because they did very much go off a beaten track for a while until Resident Evil kind of came back. Do you think from 2009 with Resi 5 all the way up until even Street Fighter 5, it wasn't kind of great? What they've done though, so I, I, look, I put up the game. So if any of you buy Devil May Cry 4, you put up the game and you have tons of what's called like uh, souls. Well, they're not really souls, the red orbs and stuff. Yeah. I had like 200,000 of these souls, and I was like, why do I have so much? Basically, what they've done is they give anyone with a special edition these experience points, essentially. Because what they supposedly did in the original game was you could buy experience points to buy stuff. So it was a monetization start, and there's a whole kickback about it. So I turned them off, and I've just been playing it um, without all that. But it is absolutely gorgeous in terms of just the layout of some of the arrays and things. The style carries over. The gameplay is very similar to 3 in terms of even the, the way things are. So I'm getting a bit of fatigue. So uh, hopefully 5 changes some things up. It's supposed to be absolutely fantastic. But um, other than that, going forward, um, I'm going to continue with Devil May Cry. Hopefully beat this by the end of the week. Start Devil May Cry 5. And then I'll move on to another game that the director made. Obviously Dragon's Dogma. I've put a hold on that until I do beat it. But even with Devil May Cry 4, mate, I think if you're playing the original collection Kieran, 1, 3, 4 then 5, I played the reboot in 2012 that's on next gen consoles as well or sorry last gen consoles, you can buy it at 60 play it at 60, it's worth playing but there's a lot of complaints and I remember at the time not understanding it but now when you look at gameplay and things from it you can think okay well I can see why the, the fans didn't like it but um, I think Capcom now mate, they're obviously, the Resident Evil games are on form, the Devil May Cry uh, 5 that came out People are going nuts about it. So it's obviously Capcom are back to their best. So I'm actually in a bit of a Capcom fanboy these days. There's Street Fighter 6 and everything. And then you've got me on the Resident Evil train. You've got me on Devil May Cry now and then Dragon's Dogma. So no. Bob, have you any interest in Devil May Cry giving it all a blast? Uh, yeah, ever since you said um, about the gameplay being like the old God of Wars. Better. That's uh, kind of piqued my interest. Better, I'd say. I think you're a God of War healer, you know. I'm not. I love God of War. I like the originals. I don't know. I'm going to play the originals again. Yeah, the vibe you've, you've, you've got a bit of hatred towards Kratos. No, 100%. I, I, I would agree. No, I do. I like 
I like God of War, the originals. I would like three more than probably all the other ones. That's the truth of it. But um, I think with you, Bobby, I actually think you'd really enjoy the games. And I think because you can beat them quickly, it'll appeal to you because I know you just like kind of getting a good completion rate. And if you're achievement hunting, the achievements are there. Um, but fuck playing it on Dante Must Die. What I might do though with Devil May Cry 5, if I really enjoy it, that'll be the one that I go back and do replayable missions and things and try and do harder levels because right now there's too many. I'm not going to do them on all these ones, but I will hopefully with DMC5. If I do like it, I'll beat it. I'll beat Do Dragon's Dogma and then maybe in the future I'll go through a harder playthrough. But I'm definitely a fan of the series. Like, And it's weird because how many games right there, like old established games that we haven't played that you're thinking... This is like right up my alley and I just don't know exists. Sixes, sorry. So I'm looking here and I think it was just DMC Devil May Cry that I beat. Yeah, the reboot. On the PS on the PS3. Yeah, that's one of I would have thought. Because it was kind of the I, reboot. I can't, I can't find the other or the other one on the trophy, so I think that was it. There you are. Yeah, it would have been that one. Give it a go, guys. It's obviously great. Apart from that, that's kind of wrapping up what we've been playing. And um, nothing more to add there. So what we're gonna do next is we're going to move into the next segment of the show, which is going to be the news, okay? So, guys, what we're going to do is I'm going to run through the news, topic by topic, or news item by news item, read out an excerpt of a statement relating to that, and then I'm going to ask you guys and myself all kind of questions to discuss. Sound good? Yep. Yep. Fantastic. So, news item one. Starfield reconfirmed for first half of 2023. So the official support page for Starfield went live on the 3rd of January and states Starfield arrives exclusively on Xbox X and S and PC in the first half of 2023. You missed that up. Bobby. Yes. Are you surprised? No. Okay. I'm not. Um, I, knew, I thought I was pretty confident they were going to hang. We talked about this last week. They must um, be pretty confident. They're pretty confident. Um, there's been early play tests that are all seem to be quite positive about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, especially around bugs and stuff like that. There apparently it could be released now, judging by what they're saying. Okay, it's in, it's in that much of a good state, which is interesting because Bethesda games usually launch with a load of bugs. Um, because they're such a big open world RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I that with Skyrim I, as well. Like I. Skyrim on PS3 at launch I had him Jesus Christ the bugs it was really bad on PS3 but sure I think PS3 was quite hard to develop for um, that's cell process I don't, know. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know I still don't know how I feel about it that's... I don't know what's the hype level it's not there it's not there no. it's probably the best thing the way to be I, I think you hype up a game too much and you look forward to it and then oh god cyberpunk levels like everyone was hyped for that and then there you go. You know, obviously coming off the back of The Witcher 3. And what about you, Kieran? What's your thoughts on this? 2023, first half. So we're talking about the next five, six months here. Next five, six months. It, it has to happen for them. Like, there's, there's no doubt that it's definitely a game I can't get delayed again, especially for Xbox um, and, and what happened with, with Halo and stuff and how that released. Um, as, as Bobby says there, the, the play tests seem to be going well. Fallout isn't a game that I've got into too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I haven't got into it is because it doesn't have the controller layout that, <laughs> that I use. Um, so it's it's one of those games that I've I've never actually got into playing. Could go back and play it now. Yeah. Um, but it, it's definitely not a game that I've been waiting on. But I know a lot of people that are waiting on it. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the thing. I'm obviously not a fan of Fallout. The world is too bleak. You know, to be fair, I can't 
spend any time in the world, especially Folly 3 when I first played it. Green, uh, Muddy Browns of the last generation, two generations ago now. Bobby's giving me a look here, by the way. He loves Fallout 3. I love Fallout 3. I think New Vegas is supposed to be a bit more easier on the eyes love in that it, regard. L- love it as well, yeah. It's a wee bit more co- colourful. It's not really as brownie. Yeah. Um, But Fallout 3 is probably my favourite Fallout game. Yeah. The 360 generation, the browns are everywhere in every game for fuck's sake. Yeah. So look, with the game, obviously, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm in- interested. I think me and Bobby touched on this last last week. We talked a wee bit more about it where we were saying kind of No Man's Sky vibes. So in terms of the game, though, I, I've stayed clear, but is it supposed to be, I don't think you can kind of fly to your, just No Man's Sky and just fly wherever you want. There is obviously going to be kind of areas that you're designated to go to. Is that right and saying, or is it free travel? There's, as far as I remember, there's, I think there's a, there's a lot of fucking planets and there's different solar systems as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure what way the travel works between them all. Um, you can't. I know. I think you can travel from planet to planet, but what way it works is you can't just land anywhere on the planet. There's going to be designated places on the planet you can land. So it's not that kind of no man's sky where you can land anywhere. But it's because they obviously had to fill them out with yeah storylines or whatever. Which I think they're going to be randomly generated as well. I wonder um, what the means of travel is going to be. Is it? Uh, are you obviously flying the spaceship, or is it just kind of go here? I wonder. See, people are already wanting like a fucking hardcore mode where you have to you have fuel and all and you run out of fuel and all people are wanting that I think uh, Todd Hart says that's something they're, go- they're going to look into people okay. are going to be big big on this game Yeah, look at Skyrim people are going to be fucking big on this yeah well, I, I don't know where it's going to be me or not I, I I don't know I have a feeling I might try it and then I might get I fuck I might get hooked on it like I did with Fallout Fallout was Fallout was a, a whim for me it wasn't wasn't something I went out and bought I actually got it bought as a gift and I was actually going to return it because mm-hmm. I didn't have a clue what it was and I played it and I was like oh my god I love this that's the best, mate, when you don't expect it's it. The, it's all the choices and all as well. I love all that kind of choice stuff where you kind of, you go your own path. The Folly 3 we're talking here, yeah? Yeah. Did you blow up the town at the start? Can you blow up the did. town? You did, you're fucking Of course evil. it did. Of course <laughs> it did. I never, see, mate, if there's a game where I can be good or bad, I'm never good. Never. You, you probably like Mass Effect, actually, Bobby. Horns. Have you played Mass I Effect? Would, like, I would, no, I, I know I would, because um, they done... KOTOR. Um, KOTOR. KOTOR. Yeah, KOTOR. Mate, you would love obviously it. love it. I played uh, Mass Effect 2009, I think. I bought it because it was like kind of what's the best rated Xbox games. Hated it. Replayed it twice since. Fantastic game. Number one holds up really well, especially with the Legendary Collection. Uh, two is fantastic, and then I've never beat uh, never played three, so I still need to even go back myself. So yeah, that game, what, so six months, hopefully it releases soon. Releases soon. I will give it a go. I will, I'll give most mm-hmm. games a go. Hopefully it's fantastic and they do like it, but... Let's just pray for no bugs, but to be honest, no matter what, we're not going to get away from bugs, especially in an open world RPG that Todd Hard has a hands-on. Had his hands you on. don't mind, you don't mind the odd normal, you know, something falling through the roof or something falling through the roof. You know, you know, like a fucking like a shoe or something, a or a shoe fucking <laughs> wave has her hands stuck. Out. You don't mind all that kind of stuff, but uh, game breaking bugs. It's not going to do a cyberpunk. Oh I'll fuck, see cyberpunk was mad. Hey, that's 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 why it was been delayed. They want to make sure this is. This is top notch before it comes out. But it's going to be a win win anyway. It's on Game Pass. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you're going to do what you've done with Cyberpunk and fork out 70 quid for it, 60 quid for it, and then it's. It's more of the reputation that go here. Xbox have no games. Well, we'll know. We'll know to come back to this. It'll be interesting six months' time if we're doing this, hear what people obviously say and see what what the response is. Maybe we'll do a wee bit of a spoiler cast on it, have a wee chat because everyone will have the chance to play it. So fantastic. Moving on, news item two. GeForce Now promises a local gaming experience. 
receiving 40 80s in terms of graphics cards, 240 FPS, and NVIDIA Reflex. So the statement that I've read is this. GeForce Now Ultimate members are set to receive three major streaming upgrades. The new SuperPods are capable of rendering and streaming up to 240 FPS, paired with NVIDIA Reflex. Members' gameplay will feel as if it is on a desktop PC. So, bit of background for anyone that doesn't know, NVIDIA Streaming is basically NVIDIA's streaming solution that anyone who doesn't own a PC can play uh, using their SuperPods, as you will, as they're announcing. So that's been out and about for quite some time. If you are dying to get a gaming PC but can't afford it, I think it's a great option. But based on this, the main issue I always have with streaming is the latency. Um, latency kills streaming for me. I am very sensitive to FPS drops and very sensitive to input lag. So I personally can't deal with it. There is some services that do it better than others that we'll probably get into in a second. But uh, what's your guys' thoughts on it? Bobby, you're up first. Um, I think it's great. For people who have the internet, they can they can do it. Um, we don't over here in Northern Ireland, unfortunately. It's not um, it's not like America. Americas have have really good internet. Um, and then Hearts. their five G is a lot more um widespread in in America. So because five G is meant to be even better than our broadband. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. Um, I'm on that one future. gig download, lad. One gig download. I know. Um, I, it's the future, but it's not, it's not our future right now. I don't believe it. There's no way. I, you know, if you're talking about input lag, depending on how sensitive you are, you know, to the point where it's not noticeable, it's okay for games that are RPGs. If you're playing a turn-paced RPG, fantastic. That's pro- that's no problem. But the amount of games that I try, and it's even your, I'll, I'll use an example. I've played through when I'm on my PlayStation now before I had the Xbox. I was playing through the Metal Gear Solid HD collection on playstation now it was it worked but it just wasn't up to snuff and that's streaming a game that was what 720p on the ps3 they're talking about doing games at 240 fps that the bandwidth needed to push 240 frames is insane now nvidia reflex obviously i'm familiar with that to a certain degree i'm not too sure on exactly what the mechanical side essentially is but it supposedly lowers latency you can get it on your graphics card and settings and so on but I don't think personally it will ever get to the stage where it's gonna be feeling like local. Ever. I can't see it. I don't I don't let physically I'm, I'm like, okay, unless the unless there is a physical connection, it's not gonna be uh reliable enough. And if it's, you think yeah, go ahead, Karen. It's yeah, I would agree with you there. It's it's definitely for what is it, seventeen ninety nine a month? Um, that that they're doing this for, and they're they're charging what upwards of a grand more for for the graphics card alone. There's no way you could deliver the same experience for having the hardware compared to streaming. Like as you say, even just trying to get the quality of the stream and and the latency and everything like that coming through. There's I I don't see how they can do it either. Like to be fair. Mm-hmm. So this is where I wrote a note here because. Maybe not obviously a relevant topic so much now, but Stadia is shutting down on the 18th, I believe, next week. Maybe the week after. So Google bought Stadia, obviously made Stadia. That's shutting down, but then NVIDIA is like bolstering, saying we're going to do more. And obviously Xbox are doing quite well on it. You've got Sony doing parts in it. What do you think, though? What do you think the comparison is? Why would Stadia be shutting down compared to other companies pushing towards it? Um, it's, they don't want the put the money into it. They realized they wanted to compete with the big boys and 
they had all these studios and all they were making themselves and ended up shutting everything down because they realized the actual the, the costs. Yeah. So when you have the likes of Microsoft paying 69 billion for a fucking a publisher um, and they don't want to do it. They have the money to do it, but they don't want to do it. And that's pretty much as simple as that. Um, they had a good streaming system. As far as I know, their streaming was actually quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they had the wrong business plan because you had to buy the game on that. Yeah. Rather than the way Xbox is doing it where it's just it's Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Everything's on game. You pay that one thing, you get it all. Whereas they were doing it, yeah, you need to buy it. You still need to pay full price for this game. Yeah. Plus the hardware was what, it. $199, wasn't it? $199. Um, I can't remember what it was at the start, but then they brought it out. Obviously, you can just use it on like your desktop. Your computer, your yeah. desktop and stuff like that there. But you still need to buy the controller. No, was they're actually refunding everybody everything. Really? Yep. If you bought oh. any any games, it's all being refunded. Um all the hardware's being refunded, controllers, everything. See, I feel like I will get to the stage that you're saying it's a future. Is it the future? Yes, to a degree. It will be a future to the mass. I don't think it'll be the future to us. us hardcore. The hardcore, because mm. no matter what, if you're playing Call of Duty or any type of competitive shooter, any latency, mate, you're just going to throw it out. You're not going to want to deal with it. They need to get it on everything. So I believe what Xbox has put on to Samsung TVs now, is that right? Yep. You can get in a video as well. I have it on my Samsung TV. I haven't given it much of a go, but I don't know to what extent um, it pushes to, but I, it's one of those ones I've downloaded it, said I'd give it a go and, and haven't got to it, but I know it's on my Samsung TV as well as Game Pass. I wonder if... Uh-huh. Sorry, NVIDIA have loads of different subscription plans depending on what kind of experience that you want. There's um, there's actually goes by like graphics cards and stuff. So if you uh-huh. want like a high-end graphics card experience, you have to pay a wee bit more per month. Um, bear in mind. You can get like the bog standard basic, basic and stuff. Yeah, bear in mind, the more people that are using this service, obviously the more congested it gets. I believe actually the PS Now was like waiting the user countdown. Like there was a queue to get onto certain games just because they're obviously using the hardware. It was fucking PS3s. So I actually looked at this, I believe, when I was looking, when I had the, the Quest 2. I was thinking about why do I not just stream uh, this to my computer and then stream it to my headset from the computer so looking at it though so you have the free it's actually free it's a basic rig standard access to gaming servers one hour session length you have priority 899 a month premium rig rtx you've then got the ultimate 3080 at the moment tell you what it may be worth trying um and getting back to us on it i would be interested just to see what it's like and i remember years ago um, i believe it was before playstation purchased them i forget the name of it, it was a streaming service PlayStation actually purchased the streaming company. I remember playing Mass Effect 3 on the PC in 2000, I must have been 2010, 11, 12, around that kind of time. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be the next big thing. And still, here we are, still waiting on it really landing to the part that it'll take over the, the gaming landscape. So yeah, that's us on that. News item free, guys. The Last of Us Part 3. So. Naughty Dog co-president and co-creator of The Last of Us, Neil Druckmann, in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, was asked if there would ever be The Last of Us Part 3. He said he cannot comment on this one way or the other, but did say, I think there is more story to tell. This isn't the first time this game has been mentioned. As Neil has said, there is potential for The Last of Us Part 3 in the script of part podcast. A possible story for a sequel to Part 2 has already been outlined by Druckmann and his co-author, Haley Gross, but has yet to be confirmed for development. What do you think, guys? Do you think there will be a Last of Us 3? Um, I think it's too much of a cash cow not, especially with the, the TV show and stuff coming out now. I think there's going to be more rumours around it. It's 
not something I'm overly familiar with as a game. Never mm-hmm. played it, never tried it, never got into it. Um, but it's it's from what I hear, it's a good game, great story. Um, but it's it's not something that I would probably put much of an opinion on, given that I don't have an opinion. But it's definitely a cash cow for them. Look, I don't believe you have played The Last of Us. How can you be a gamer and not play The Last of Us? One of the most renowned games of all time. Can't say you didn't have a... Well, I'm just saying, one of the most renowned games, in my opinion. That's pretty much a fact at this stage. It is one of the most renowned games of all time. It is. It's sitting on my PlayStation. Elden Ring just took over it there for Bound of Wars 1. Well, The Last of Us Part 2. Interesting. So I think, look, I think it will happen. I think uh, absolutely. Now, what is kind of, and not to put too much spoilers out there, but will it continue with Ellie? That's kind of where the question lies. I think they should go for more of a prequel. I think it's kind of ripe for that. We don't have much information on really what happened with the infection outbreak. At that stage, I think it would be very interesting kind of playing it from, you think from The Last of Us 1 when you are seeing the outbreak. That would be fantastic just to get those initial stages and then obviously how it actually progressed to what we see in the, the first game 20 years later. So I do think it will be a prequel in that sense. I don't think they'll continue with Ellie's story. I feel like that was all wrapped up nicely in number two. No, look, I actually think it'll be really interesting to see a Last of Us 3. And now this, the question is, do I want Naughty Dog to do it? Because there has been a... I actually think it might have been announced another Uncharted's games set to be made in the future. And I'm actually, bear with me because I want to actually make sure I'm correct in saying this, but I think it was a while ago they were kind of saying, oh, we would make one in the future. Um, but don't, without me doing a wee bit of research on that, it's something I'm just kind of going off memory. I would like Naughty Dog after this, obviously now, whatever what they're doing at the moment, hopefully it's a new game and just move on to something else. Because right now in terms of The Last of Us and Charter, I'm ready to kind of see what you can do next. Do something else. Let's get another franchise on the go. And build up the portfolio from there. Kieran, what you need to bloody do is go and play The Last of Us. Forget about DMC. Yes, forget get about the it. get forget you need to kind of streamline your game in here. I would say personally. Actually, you know what? It's best for you to wait until part one's on sale and get that because it just doesn't make sense to go and get the remaster, which was what, the out in twenty fourteen, wherein you can play the part one and it will flow nicely into two. So that's what I would say to do. Moving on. So news item four project. Leonardo. Sony is building a better PlayStation 5 controller with Project Leonardo, a kit that promises to make games easier to play for people with limited motor control. In initial images, Project Leonardo is a set of circular game pads lined with buttons and directional input methods. All of it is customizable. Sony says the system will work out of the box with the PS5, allowing players to craft their ideal gamepad by mapping buttons, swapping out hardware bits, and creating distinct profiles. Kieran. Accessibility, obviously you're very new to the PlayStation ecosystem. Their games in past years, very accessible and very uh, user-friendly. They've created lots of different accessibility options. Last of Us, for example, has, especially the second, tons that are very usable, some that I use because it makes the game a bit easier to play in terms of finding items and so on. Ghost of Tsushima, I believe, maybe has a few as well, but it is something that the, the first party has definitely started pushing in recent years, and when this news came out, it made a lot of sense. What's your thoughts on the accessibility control, Kieran? I I actually like the fact that the PlayStation are doing this now. Um, I, I know Xbox got a lot of praise, and you know that's that's my background of, of the last lot of years. Is is what Xbox has been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think PlayStation, especially the PS Five, needed something that's a little bit more 
accessible for, for people. I think they've been very, I'm, I'm going to say, anti-consumer in a lot of ways in this generation. In regards to the first of the pace hikes, everything like that that was going on, the fact that they're now bringing this out to be a lot more inclusive, mm-hmm. um, I think is, is going to be a win for them in a lot of ways. Obviously, I say Xbox has got a lot of praise. It, it's a good move. Um, and I think this generation, it's, it's definitely been long awaited. Um, the interchangeable buttons, I think that's a, a crack and touch. Do you know the fact that people can customize and set up to the, the way they want it to be and, and remapping the controllers? The other thing that I like, um, even within it, is just the fact that you can actually set up profiles. So mm-hmm. it's not the case of you're, the one controller can be used by only one person. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that it can actually have its own profile set up for probably certain games or yeah. certain accessible to, to whoever is using it. The only thing, obviously, there's no release date on this shit, as far as I'm aware, and what I was looking, I think it's one of those in the future it's coming. Yeah. Um, then, obviously, pricing and stuff like that that's, that's going to come of it, it, it need to be competitive pricing and stuff like that, but it's definitely a good move in Sony's part. I would, I would 100% give them credit, or credit's due. Sony really don't <laughs> announce and stuff, they announce it at CES, which is fair enough, but even just the trailer for it compared to Xboxes, Xbox is a lot more realistic actually shows people using it whereas sony's is so much of a marketing jargon you're like right okay i get it fair enough that's cool and all um the main kind of question is how long until we see someone trying to beat elden ring with it i think the minute it's out someone will be doing that there they're beating Uh, it on bloody everything at the minute yeah i think i think it's great and like like i said um xbox for a play them obviously done a while ago kieran has uh had surgery a while ago i was thinking kieran this would have been perfect for you if your hand did kind of get the the mess up that you were <laughs> worried about that's it but no like it's obviously good for the industry more people to play games and more people that's gonna buy their consoles and buy their games so it obviously makes sense for a business but um no it's just kind of good to get an idea of kind of the way they're kind of thinking about games and, and kind of how to make them more accessible because there is sometimes that, like I said, with The Last of Us 2, just makes it easier, even on people who don't necessarily have a difficulty with the games in general in terms of playing them, but just making it a bit more modular and how to approach games. You know, I believe a lot of The Last of Us and even Uncharted games have skip puzzle segments and things, so it's just creating more options for games and gamers, obviously giving them more options on how they want to play them. So. Props to Sony, but you're still following Xbox and that, but fair play to you. News item five. PSVR 2 hits CES. This is obviously one for me and Bobby. Big news. Beat Saber is officially coming to PSVR 2, confirming what many have long expected, which was announced at the CES press conference there recently. Revealed during Sony CES 2023 keynote, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Rand confirmed the news alongside Gran Turismo 7's free PSVR 2 update. He announced, I'm happy to announce that one of the VR games that defines the medium is in development for PSVR 2, Beat Saber. Rand stated, though no further details were announced, we'll have more information to share in the near future. Now this is a big uh, announcement in my opinion because Beat Saber is owned by Beat Studios who were purchased by Meta. So it's very strange that Meta is allowing the game to come to PSVR 2 in my opinion. Um, Obviously they allowed the game to be purchased on Steam but I believe it may have been there before it was bought outright. What's everyone's thoughts on this, Bobby? Kind of annoyed that it's only in development. I was hoping for it would come ever be one of the launch games. Being in um, development, I wonder if they're doing anything new with it or will it come I, with packs? I think they have to. I think it's it's not as simple as just porting it because of all the new tech that's in the, the PSVR with the new controllers and the eye tracking and things like that. You know, you're not using a camera or anything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the development all will be different. So it's not just a simple port. Yeah. Um, GT Seven. I think that's going to be cool. So um, believe GT usually, Sport. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, just when I usually play Grand Trust Mode games or, or racing games, I'm usually in the cockpit. That's where I would play in the yep. in the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So it's actually quite interesting. Yeah. So forward to it. like I was saying, I think GT Sport had VR compatibility. Now I may be wrong in saying this, but from what I've seen, it wasn't on a lot of things it was only certain modes so we'd like to see full psvr2 implementation because i i do like gt7 that i have bought up so absolutely i think that'll be great as well have you tried beat saber bobby yeah what was your thoughts when you tried that loved it kids loved it too yeah it's a great game see with beat saber you have a lot of expansion packs where you can buy the likes of lincoln park imagine dragons all their sounds soundtrack yeah. sorry i'm wondering if psvr2 will come with a few preloaded, mm-hmm. more, bit of a more expanded library, which would be good to see as well. Um, but going from there, I know Kieran had a uh, quest to quest to him hiccup in here. Did you have Beat Saber, Kieran? Uh, I did. I uh, had all the, the DLC and all to go with it as well. Um, it played really well. That's definitely a game I enjoyed. Look, um, when it comes to PSVR 2, it's probably not going to be up my alley. Um, mm-hmm. I know used here all over it like a rush, but... For me, it's, it's <laughs> I'll, I'll be the negative Nancy, I suppose. I can't justify paying for an accessory that's more than the hardware to run it. Look, it's, I don't understand how that comes about. Look, and until it comes down in price, it, it wouldn't be something for me. The novelty of the Quest 2 wore off. Um, and, and that's the thing that I would worry about, going out and spending more than what the hardware is for something that loses its novelty after a couple of months. But it's good um, for, for sort of some of the things that you're hearing, the rumours, the games, everything that's coming out, especially with the quality and tech that's going to be in it. It's, it's going to be good, but not for me, probably. What I would say there, would it be defined as an accessory? It is, because you need the PlayStation to be able to use it. So it's, it's an accessory to your PlayStation. <sighs> I guess it is right in what you're saying, but at the same stage, if you think about the Valve Index, £1,200, £1,200 maybe for everything, £1,000 probably dear than most people's PCs as well. So in terms of what's in it, it makes sense to be a bit dear. Would I love to be cheaper? Absolutely, because they're also going to make a lot more when the people are buying the games of it as well. So yeah. we'll see in a month's time. I'll let you know my thoughts because I would be the first to tell you if I think it's uh, living up to expectations. So if it's not as good, absolutely. So that lands the middle of February. We're towards the tail end of February, Bobby, is it? Towards the tail end. I think it's 26th. 26th, yeah, near my birthday. Oh, yeah, a nice wee birthday present. So me and Bobby's getting churned, so we'll have a good load of games to play, and I'll let you know my thoughts then. We'll even do a wee special on that, more unlikely. So next up is News Item 6. PS5 has sold 30 million units. So PlayStation 5 has sold through more than 30 million, million units worldwide. Sony announced at its Consumer Electronics Show 2023 press conference. Console was last reported to have shipped 25 million units as of September 30th, 2022. Thoughts on this? 30 million units, so bear in mind, I think the PlayStation 4, all in all, was 118 million units. That is, up until recently, that's what, nine years? So we're looking at 30 million units in two. And a bit. Anyone have any thoughts? I, I think it's good. I I think it would, it would be a lot higher if the chip shortage wasn't there. Look at the demand that was for, especially in the first year. Um, yeah. But no, I think they're on track to, to beat the PS4, in my opinion. How does it look for Xbox? So Xbox have, up until t- the December there, 20 million, so it's a 10 million less, with also 
a much cheaper console as an alternative. I think that's also the, great. Yeah. The, the, the one thing that I would say is obviously they don't have their 2 to 1 ratio over Xbox this time around. Um, it, it was 2 to 1 for, for what was going out. Um, the one thing that I found was crazy is the, the Switch is, is the best selling console in the UK in 2022, which is, is, is frightening for the hardware that's on it. Um, and, and that's the sort of thing I can spec. Like 30 million units for a PS5 is superb going, especially as Bobby said, the, the chip shortage. Um, but I think Xbox probably have more of a foot in the door this gen mm-hmm. because of less the problems less the the issues that's obviously going on and they give the 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 dust or the time for dust to settle before announcing price rises and everything like that so i think there might be more room for a foot in the door for xbox this time too but i think um sorry i I think the series s and game pass is a big factor as well as why they're doing so well i mean in my house alone we have five series s's (laughs) (laughs) so um it's it's 250 quid um, yeah, Game Pass on top of that, that's the kids sorted. You know? Yeah, they make it land to you guys. Um, 2015, by that stage, double sales of the Xbox One was 8.5 million units. Jesus. Yeah. So uh, they're doing, I think Xbox is doing incredible so far. Yeah. Yeah, but bear in mind, the Xbox One was dear for a long time, so it's going to do less. But now they have a much cheaper console, to be fair. 199 it was, and I believe it went down to 179 in some places, the Series S. Yeah. Aye. Mm-hmm. Black Friday. Yeah. You can't you can't beat it. I wouldn't rag anyone asked me for their kids or anything, should I get a PlayStation or should I get an Xbox? It's always an Xbox, and that's not because I prefer Xbox or anything. I'm actually more than Sony now, but um for kids and all, that's fucking cracking value. Oh, crack me, it's sorry I was wrong there. As well. So the PS4 had thirty five million this same time around. So we're what, five million off from what the PS4 had. There's a shortage. Let's just think. Will the PlayStation five beat what the PS4 made? In terms of overall sales, yeah. Now, what so. I want to know is, I wonder if the refresh of the PS Pro model is counted into the PS4 generation. And if yeah, we, I think it is. Yep. Right. So if we get a refresh of the PS5, which may or may not happen, hopefully it does. It looks to me like it might actually exceed it. I think now even more so as gaming's more mainstream. There's a lot more people playing it. Absolutely. I think even um, for COVID and things, it's definitely made people a, go. There was a spike. During COVID, people that are were off work that maybe haven't gamed in a long time. I've thought, fuck it, I have more t- bit more time now. Picked up a PlayStation, picked up a Switch or whatever, Xbox. And uh, I've maybe stuck stuck to it. Uh, people who never even played games before saying, Hey, do you play Call of Duty? I'm like, What? <laughs> when did you start playing <laughs> games? Never mind that. <laughs> Didn't know what it's was da- happening. It's, it's definitely more of a mainstream, so I think it'll beat it hundred percent. Yeah, and to be fair, iterations is kind of what I wrote down here because I want to know your thoughts. So do you foresee a console iteration similar to the, akin to the Pro and the Series or the One X models happening this generation? I would say yes. Um, definitely for PlayStation. I, I believe they're going to need to do something with how Xbox have came to the market. Um, but there's no doubt, especially with the size of the console and stuff In what like way? that. You know, the, the size of the console, the fact that there's now... They're now saying that the lifespan, if it's set in a vertical position, is now impacting the performance of the PlayStation and stuff. Having overheating issues. Where'd you hear this? Uh, I seen this yesterday, I believe. Um, so supposedly the lifespan of the PlayStation is affected if it sits vertically because of the heat or the heat sink. 
You know what? Kieran's actually right here, but there was IGN India, so keeping your PS5 vertically may cause some issues. As reported by users. <laughs> so, as reported by users. Now, console systems at S68 Logic on Twitter. Do not put your PS5 right. Here's the liquid off. Here's the result. Liquid moves and the freezes are there. So, it does have liquid cooling. Now, I believe it's kind of self-contained, so it wouldn't make much sense in that. But it's not the widespread issue. So, to be fair, if you think back, you know, it's, un it's an unverified it's claim. Uh, there's, there's no, no, 100%, but it's one of those things. I think it was issues with overheating initially. Now, I know it was sort of game stations having it enclosed in a glass container, and it was it was overheating initially when it was first came out or something. Um, now, again, correct me if I'm wrong in that. Correct um, you. Yeah, but, yeah, I think you're wrong. I can't remember um, anything really about that. Bobby, what about you? Overheating issues on the consoles? I remember the, what you're saying about the game. No. I know there there was ones that were complaining. I think there was ones on display and all, and people were having them. And they weren't enclosed, so they weren't getting any air. The hot air was going out and just falling back in. Um, yeah, I, I actually I, went out and bought a new thing, a new um, TV unit from IKEA, like I'm so I can have the places and stand up. And I, I still have about that much room, the overhead yeah. room, and same with the Xbox. If it's I not, just it's think condensed. If it's not well ventilated, it'll overheat. I can't fault um, the consoles I, this time around though for like even heating or noise. Like I do clean the PlayStation. Warm. They are warm. If you put your hand, if you're sitting playing something 4K for a good couple hours and you go over and feel it, they're warm. Uh, but, but they're not yeah. roasting. Fuck my pros about to take off. I need to get a fucking plane ticket to go in the living room. Oh wow. <laughs> no, I think they're I think they're a lot better designed this year. Yeah. I just it's a size, I suppose, for me. I think I think even with the Xbox, um, I know it's a little bit more generic, but I think they'll have to condense it. I think they'll have to go about making it more conventional. So you have the um, the big boy. You don't have the slimmer design. So I'll be honest, the PlayStation I have, I freaking love the the digital. It looks so sleek. It's fantastic. I, I have no problem with both of them because I have the the obviously Series X. But um, yeah, they will obviously slim them down. They always do. I think, to what degree? I think we'll get um, I think we'll get a slim. Um, I think we'll get a chunky. Slimmer Xbox as well, Series X, or the digital one. Mm. Be went nice with nice wee liquid, not? Um with a wee bit cheaper price, something similar to the PS5 digital. Yeah. There we go. So moving on. News item seven. The UK Commission delay decision on Microsoft Activision deal. So originally sent the issue its final report by March thirst first, sorry. The CMA has delayed the report, denied to arrive on April twenty sixth. Last we heard from the CMA, the UK government body was polling the public to gauge its approval of the merger. Reportedly, 75% of the population surveyed were in favour as of December. So the public has spoken. Will it go through? Of course it will. I don't think there's any doubt, really, at this stage. It's kind of, it's going to happen. The question would be, and I don't want to dwell too much on this because we did touch on it last week, Everyone's been beating around the bush for about six months now. Everyone's kind of fed up talking about it. I know I am. When do we likely see approval? When do you think, okay, it's going ahead, full steam ahead. This is it. Activision is now part of the Xbox umbrella. I Summer think um, before June. Before June? Aye. What about yourself, Karen? I say, I say it's before E3, and then there'll be big ups on E3 for the, the merger and what Xbox is going to do. Okay. Just looking forward to hopefully some remasters, some of the, the, hopefully they continue on with the Tony Hawks kind of 
remix. I was loving that too. I loved so, um, a lot of games will be able to bring the back the backward compatible. Ah, the only reason why they couldn't yeah. was because of licenses and stuff like that. But if they own them, then they can. So all them old Spider-Man games you maybe would have played, um, Wolverine, things like that. Did they not go? Xbox not say they were stopping that all over though. Yep, due to the licenses and their ability to do it, they ran it. They just ran, they ran out of what games. They could do. Oh, so the games that they had they, access. Because obviously the licenses and all belong to Activision and stuff like that. There, so it was making deals and things like right. that. Might not have been worth it. That no makes sense then. Yeah. So then, like, okay. Also, well, we I think they did say. I think it was Jason. Jason Ronald. He's the kind of the head of all that. Mm-hmm. I think he did say that. Um, for now, it's definitely it's it's stopped. But you know, in the future, that may not be. Well, I believe what Wolverine was made by Raven Software, wasn't it? It's class. What did they do after that? What? Yeah, do you know what it was? I had a friend, um, who actually I remember we went out and bought it and I played it, and I remember being it's fucking extremely bloody for a Wolverine game. I don't have too much memories. I never played it myself. Just watched him play it and wee bit. But uh, Raven Software they went ended up going into doing the Call of Duty kind of DLCs and things, didn't they? They're in the kind of Infinity Ward, Treyarch kind of branch now, helping with the CODs. That's what I mean. You get a good studio and they just fold them into the, obviously the the money machine. I hate when they do that. Yep, and that's why I think it's going to be good when um, Microsoft take over. Yes, so let them spread um, the rings. Yeah. Moving on, that's obviously wrapping up the, the news of the week. So next week what we'll do is we'll collate obviously the news from this week, the latest and greatest topics, and we'll bring them into next week. So what we're going to do now is we're going to wrap up with some off the rumour mill. This is where it gets a bit more putting your wee tinfoil hat on. Kieran, the rumour mill would have been filled with your upside down PlayStation hanging off the ceiling with overheating issues. But enough of a fan. Mate, you heard it here first. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting one. So a new source confirms Half-Life Alex will be released for the PlayStation VR 2. The website leak.co refers to a trusted source that it will be released for PSVR 2. Negotiations with Valve have supposedly taken a long time, but eventually an agreement was reached. What are you thinking, boys? Is it likely to see the Index slash Steam exclusive, PC exclusive, I should say, coming to PSVR 2? I don't see why not. Yeah. Um, It's been rumored for a while about bringing this here to the different platform PlayStation. um, It makes sense. The tax are with the PSVR 2. Valve, you know, they're making more money out of it. Uh, Everybody wants it. PlayStation uh, first-party games that are coming to PC, you've got the likes of God of War and so on. Do they go to Epic as well? Yeah. They also go to Epic. I wonder uh, if they would maybe be up for doing like a swap deal. Now, this is maybe a bit far-fetched, but we'll give you Returnal. You give us such and such, or going forward, we'll make sure that all our games are on Steam rather than such and such, and given that. Well, Returnal is, is already, I think it's coming out here in a couple of months. Um, yeah. yeah, I know that's kind of the next one rumoured. They, the they could do... No, what? No, what's confirmed? Oh, is it confirmed? Yeah, it's I didn't know it was confirmed. confirmed. Oh. You, know, you actually you need a minimum of sixteen gigabytes of RAM. Jesus Christ! Really? Minimum. Mm-hmm. Anyway, have minimum recommended. Minimum. Um, but yeah, no, they could do some sort of deals where um Steam gets six months exclusive exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Certain uh, Sony games and things like that. And I'm trying to think. Did he not? Gabe Newell did say something about a certain console recently, or about how you like to play it or something that's going off memory um, I'm not too familiar I need to actually get back to that and see what it was that he was talking about but he was basically playing something and he, he was praising the hardware um, I can't actually remember what it was I would be 
very happy if it came to PSVR 2. I think it would be one of a, a probably a system seller, a massive system seller yeah. for PSVR 2. Yeah. And actually going from that, Valve's history with consoles have made a note of it. You know, bear in mind, they had um, the likes of Portal, uh, the, the Orange Box for Xbox, I think it came to PlayStation as well. Maybe not. Left, Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead, you've got that. Counter-Strike Global Offensive. I think that's right. I'm saying that right? Jesus. That came to Xbox. So they've been very much in, in kind of Xbox's wheelhouse of a lot and kind of holding hands with them. So I would be interested with this as well, with obviously the um, half like coming to PlayStation. It would make me think, okay, well, they've obviously done the Portal RTX. Now, would the PlayStation be able to handle it to the same degree? Probably not. But if that came across, and I know that Portal came to Steam as well, or Switch, sorry, recently. If that had came to PlayStation alongside the Switch, then I'd be like, okay, well, obviously they're looking to start maybe doing a wee bit more on consoles here. It would be a bit more faith in it, but I'm sure we'll see soon enough. So PSVR 2 is a month away. Hopefully this is announced sooner rather than later. It's Next a, up. It's a direct mm-hmm. walk-in for them, I suppose, isn't it? It's more revenue, but they're not really wanting money really right now, are they? Fuck me, they're made of it. Steam. Jesus Christ. Like I, People who actually buys off Epic or from Bobby. It's true. People go to Epic to download the free game. That's better it. achievements. Epic does? Mm-hmm. Oh, so they have fucking... something similar to the Xbox now, although they have a platinum as well. Oh, do it they? Goes by goes by gamer score, but if you get it all, then you get a platinum, which is something that's actually severely missing on Xbox. Okay, there you go. Moving on, rumored Switch Pro cancelled? Question mark. According to Digital Foundry, reputable source, Nintendo was planning on doing a mid-gen Switch upgrade that everyone has been calling the Switch Pro. However, those plans were ultimately scrapped and work shifted towards the next generation Switch successor instead, which most would call the Switch 2. So the Switch Pro, Switch is what? Released 2017, you're talking five years now. You know, if we're talking about a mid-gen upgrade, PlayStation 4 was out 2013. 2016 was the launch of the Pro, three years. So realistically, 2020 would have been prime for this, 2021. It makes sense to me to go to straight to the next Switch instead of going and doing a mid-gen upgrade and getting a wee bit more out of it. I would like to see a whole refresh. What's your guys' thoughts? It's the OLED was was the Switch Pro, if you want to call it that. Like I think they sort mm-hmm. of con- conceded that here's going to be your upgrade. We've got the console coming in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. That's that's my view on on what they've done there. Like, there's no way that they'll do a a slight upgrade. It's it has to be a switch too now, especially with the hardware and stuff now. How aging it is compared to running these AAA games that are out. If oh, the games are struggling. I think the new Pokemon's supposed to be atrocious on it, isn't that right? Mm-hmm. I framed it. Yeah, but the thing is, that. the the there is games that actually run really well on it. So mm-hmm. Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon company is actually to blame. Oh, yeah, well, you know that they're fucking terrible. There's, so you've got um, people like Metroid, was it Metroid you played? Um, Fusion. Oh, no, no, Metroid, Metroid uh, Dread, yeah. And you thought it was class? Oh, that game is absolutely gorgeous mm. on the old You've got well. games like that there that can perform well, and then you got games that doesn't, but it does need a, a hardware refresh, does need a new hardware. Keep up. It's, it's but a CPU, it's just so dated, yeah. They're, they're selling, like, mad. So I think, do they wait for the, a dip? And then they announce it? It's just... It's going to dip. <laughs> you would say all oh, the third-party support it's might well... I just think, you know, have two editions of your games. Just, you know, give it maybe two years of cross-plat cross releases. But 
I don't know like how you're gonna manage that if you have a I think personally if you would have seen the Switch 2 anytime soon going on from last week you would have seen it with Zelda announced maybe still I think that's May the, the thing is see when the Switch was announced I think it was announced quite short before it was released in September it released it was... in March yeah that's what Nintendo do though they sort of release a game and it's like here this is releasing in two weeks do you know yeah. it's not here this is releasing four years down the line Everything is within a six no, month. No, no, no. They switch too. That's it's all day. Like, yes, yeah, so that was September. I remember it was September twenty sixteen, and then that came out in March of twenty seventeen. I know this because I worked the midnight launch game. That was exciting. I had the switch launch. It was great. But uh, yeah, so if you think what they done with the three DS, what they might have deterred though, they done the the new three DS, and then you had certain games. I believe Xenoblade Chronicles was exclusive to the new three DS. There's only about eight games that really supported it. And obviously you got the little thumbnail, the wee thumbstick that came with that as well. But I think if you're doing it, do a brand new console and then just from out there, just build all the games around that. And what do you think about the, the specs wise? If you think about a handheld, should it go OLED only at the start? OLED, 1080p, 60 frames. Any lower than 1080, I think, is unacceptable. Uh, what I, I th- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, no, I think with the Steam Deck coming out and the fact of that price point, what is it, for anywhere from about 350 up, isn't it? Am I right in thinking, depending on the model that you go for with the Steam Deck? Mm-hmm. Use no more. So I, I think the fact that they're able to put something together that can run certain games, Elden Ring, etc., where the Switch couldn't... It's, it's there, the market's there. They can obviously get it to run. It's... It's the technology's there, I suppose. It is. If you it, have 1080 yeah. on a switch size screen with 60 frames per second on an OLED, that's going to look class. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Even 720p, that's all you need. amazing. Even if 720, I think they have the good 1080. They might not, but 1080 on an OLED with that size of screen on 60 FPS, that would be fucking incredible. I'd even do 900p if they're standing around the same form factor. I wouldn't worry too yep. much, you know. 1080 for enough, but 900p would, you know, would be a happy medium. But if you think even the Steam Deck, it's 720p screen, LED, I believe. It's just a standard screen. It's terrible. The problem I have with them is the bezels. You know, if you look when we had the Steam Deck, Bobby, that's a small screen, but them bezels, it's fucking really off-putting around the screen. Whereas with the, the Switch OLED, they really cut that down. It looked fantastic. It was a fucking great console. To be fair, I kind of regret selling it now as well. I was actually looking at one there the other day. Argos have a wee deal on it. You get that wee Mario Kart, you know, the one that um, comes with the actual circuit now. Mm-hmm. You get that free with it. But uh, imagine that running around the house. If you put those games on like a, a proper TV these days, it's just, it's not nice. It was awesome. never nice, I remember, even with the Zelda yeah. and things. You know, if you play Zelda on a emulator these days, 4K60, that game, the quality of that game is insane, but it does not come through on a, a Switch at 30 FPS with drops and obviously bad frame pacing. So yeah, so the Switch 2, hopefully, like what, wait, the guys were the f- six years ago, you know, the past console generations have been seven years, hopefully. Tears of the Kingdom's getting out, coming out in May. I personally think if we would have we heard by now, if we're going to get it, but we'll see. It'll be, it'll be Christmas. I, I reckon they'll have a, a seasonal, they'll, they'll announce at some stage in the next couple of months and then... Have they ever released a Christmas, Christmas though? Yeah, I'm I don't gonna, think it like, release it matters. I think they can release it any time of the year. It's going to sell out. Right. Well, actually, here I don't even need to ask That's anymore. Point. You think they're the 
Snails Mini or whatever it was fucking called. They were all Christmas releases in November. So they do have, they have released something in, at Christmas time anyway, and yes, they fucking sold out. Moving on, news item three. Rumored Horizon remake not being developed by Gorilla. Now I trust this sort explicitly. The rumored Horizon Zero Dawn remake or remaster for the PS5 is not being developed by Gorilla Games, according to PlayStation Insider Colin Moriarty. The game's existence has not officially been confirmed by Sony or Gorilla, but it was outed, uh, outed via a leaked internal Sony document that also mentioned the all but confirmed Horizon multiplayer game. Colin said, we're also assuming that Gorilla is making the Horizon remake thing there. Although, if that's real, from what I've heard, is that it's at another team. He didn't say whatever team made it, though. What's your thoughts, though? Obviously, one, what's your thoughts on the remake itself happening, or even the remaster? Should um, We don't need is it. There need? We, got, we got the patch there on PS5, and it, it looks and runs great. I think the main reason is because we've got the series coming out, and they're going to like it like that, just like they've done with The Last of Us. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. Even We're The Last coming. of Us, we didn't need that remake. We didn't really didn't. It. We really didn't. Like, it's plenty. I'm sitting going, why did I spend 70 quid on this? It's fucking, it's gorgeous, but no. <laughs> well, if it I, does work. I mean, look at The Witcher when it first came out. Look at the, like, resurgence of Witcher, Witcher 3 got it mm-hmm. after it came out on Netflix. It works. Now, what I want to know is, so The Last of Us Part 1, I believe, and this is going off memory, but I'm pretty sure this is correct, it was originally being developed by Bend. Yeah. who were then taken off it and uh, Naughty Dog finished it. So if it's not going to be made by Gorilla, who will be taking it over? Do we assume that will be banned or are we assuming another first party or second party to be doing that? No clue. So we I, don't have... blue point. I don't think it's Bluepoint. No, it's not Bluepoint. I think they're working on their own thing. Yeah, it'll not be Bluepoint. So I personally, it probably is banned. You know, I think maybe that's why they came off it. They were like, right, it's not doing too good a job. What we'll do here is, from what you've learned so far and you've seen kind of the trials and errors, why don't you take something that's a bit newer, it's not a lot of work needed, and take over Horizon. It, I honestly don't know how you're going to remake it, because even from Horizon 1 to 2, the graphical jump is not that much. It's not even like Last of Us 1 remastered to 2, which was still a big jump, but I don't know. that They're obviously going to do it. To me, it's a, a pointless remake. Pointless yeah. remake. Just for more, it's more marketing for the TV series. 100%. I think that you've hit the, the nail on the head. 100%. I think that's correct. So the last news item. Konami and the return of one of my favorite game series. So a tease by Konami's <laughs> Noriaki Okamura has fans hoping that the rumored Metal Gear Solid remake projects are real and will be announced soon. In a year-end message published by Famitsu Fagamatsu, the MGS producer said that Konami will announce several games in 2023 other than Mamatoru the Natetsu, and his that his keyword for 2023 is long awaited. In 2020, rumors emerged that a Metal, Metal Gear Solid PS5 remake was remake was in the works, along with HD remaster of two, three, and four. This was followed by reports of a Metal Gear Solid 3 sneaky remake built from the ground up. That one does have some uh, credence to it, by the way. Earlier this month, a Spanish website claimed to have heard from its sources that Konami was in fact remaking Metal Gear Solid One exclusive for the PS5 and speculated an announcement at the Game Awards in 2022, but we know that did not happen. Well, boys, do we foresee remakes and remasters in the Metal Gear Solid saga? 100%. Robert? Um, yeah, that makes sense. I think Konami's kind of coming out of their cave now. Yeah. Um, the Silent Hill. And they realize they're sitting on a gold mine. They've been sitting making fucking pachinko machines for the past years. They love those pachinkos. I'm not doing the not doing or using their IP that they have. Yeah. I think if they're not going to use it, I think they need to license it out to someone else who is going to use it. Give it to 
give Metal Gear to Sony and get Blue Point on the remake. Yeah, it's been the Pachinko machines and the health clubs, hasn't it been over there? They've been in? Yeah. Making them a gold mine. But the, the, well, there's a Pachinko machine for the Metal Gear Solid 3 kind of thing, and they have cutscenes remade off 3 for them, which is quite infuriating. Now, I'm a massive Metal Gear fan. Uh, solid. Metal Gear, MGS 1 is fantastic. 2 is fantastic. 3 is fantastic. 4 is fantastic. 5 I'm not too fussed on, to be honest with you. I think if they're going to remake it, I think they're gonna. They've definitely bound to have looked at Capcom here doing with the Metal Gears or sorry the Resident Evils and thinking, okay, they've done X two three now four. That would be the way to go, in my opinion, to make it a, a total resurgence and to get the most bang from their buck. No matter what they do, though, they could literally throw out a rebaster with better visuals, four K and updated textures, and people will still pay forty five quid for it, fifty quid. But MGS one was remade by the Silicon Knights in the early two thousands. That was Twin Snakes. Didn't they just give this a go? GameCube, yeah. GameCube, basically what they did is they took the, the MGS2 engine, brought it over, remade uh, MGS1. Personally for me, I think it's the best way to play it these days. Now, this is where it gets a wee bit more, okay, this makes a bit more sense. So the MGS movie's also being made. Uh, Jordan Foote Roberts, he made the Kong films, the recent ones. Oscar Isaacs has been cast as Snake. This has been happening for a while. So it would make sense in that to release... Or announce alongside all the hype as well. But I think, like you said, Bobby, if they're making the Silent Hill games, which they are, and they're drumming that up, I think it's only time that we do hear about MGS. So the question really to be asking now is, who's going to make it? Um, I don't know. I think like, it's going to be exclusive to somebody, and then I think that there's going to be the, the indicator about who's going to make it, I think. Konami? Or do you think, we'll put it this way? Yeah, are they going to do like something with, I don't know, I, probably, I think Blue Point would be fantastic. So I wrote down, so... In the Demon Souls release in 2020, there was a Metal Gear Rex. There's a weird noise if you sit in the, the kind of the starting area or the hub area, sorry. There was a noise to play it. And I remember a lot of people saying that sounds like Metal Gear Rex from Metal Gear. So that was kind of the, as you get the, the kind of Easter egg, but it was all conjecture. That no one really knows. That would be me who should do it. Blue Point. Yeah. The I know they're working on something already. They're working, I think they're working on something their own. Making something new, I don't, I'm not too sure, but I thought that's not to say they're not working on something else. Now, Platinum, Platinum did a, a Metal Gear game, I believe they done Metal Gear Rising. Rising, yeah, yeah. So they have obviously some, which is meant to be very good. It's supposed to be very good. I think Kojima was he was involved at the start of it. Yeah, I should probably play that. It's a lot more like uh, Devil May Cry. It was Platinum Games anyway. Do you foresee what about Kojima coming back? I don't know. No. He, he, him and Konami have a bit of a rough relationship, don't they? Uh, ended. Could have patched it, but yeah. I don't, I don't think he's needed. Well, he's not needed because it's only a remix. Unless they were doing a full-on sequel, then it could be the question could be asked. But for the remix, I think Blue Point's the obvious decision. In terms of like uh, third-person shooters and stealth games, I honestly can't think of a team. You know, if Blue Point who could just take a game and really just replicate the gameplay. But what other studio would be good at stealth games without... You know, you've obviously IO. Um, fuck is that? Are they still called IO? Hitman guys? Yeah, they're still called, they're yeah, still called, still called that. Called they're, they're doing the James Bond, so it wouldn't be them. My worry would be is they give it to a team like Bloober. <laughs> I'm like, fuck here, well, <laughs> they can't mess that up. If they mess this up, that would be insane. But they've also got Castlevania sitting there. So no, I'm sure we'll find out if this is the year. We'll hear about it soon. So that's a wrap for this week's episode. <laughs> of the ready up podcast if you like what you hear please rate or like the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you listen 
feel free guys to submit any questions to readyuppod at gmail.com you can also watch a video of the show on youtube and you can also view clips on tiktok at readyuppod on both bye have a good